Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another edition of Billy West Live. Greg Granger, Dr. Greg Granger from Northwestern State University, our guest. Greg, had to get you back on quickly to talk about Balloon Gate. I'll just call it that. <laughs> but uh, it is what it is. Uh, wanted your thoughts. Give us your opinions on what unfolded over the last, say, seven days. It seems like about seven days ago is when we learned about it. Uh, as it drifted across the United States, decisions were made, obviously being criticized. History of balloons in the United States now being uh, criticized, whether that's true or not. But I wanted to just get get you on, talk about what happened last week, uh, the history maybe of balloon surveillance, those kind of things. And uh, from a national security perspective, your thoughts. Well, I appreciate it, Billy. It's always good to be with you here. And uh, this has been a fascinating situation, to be honest. Um, it, uh, the you know, again, it kind of riveted and distracted the country a good bit, which some people are saying could have been very much a point of the project is China, uh, knowing the American public and knowing how divided we are, uh, use this technology. Now, it's also possible that China was hoping that we would not detect this this balloon. Uh, there are NORAD, our, our North, uh, North American defense, is saying that this happened before and that looking at technology we have now at past events, we can say it happened they said three times during the previous administration, once early in the Biden administration, but this time showed the real capability. They went into, across the entire country. Um, they were detected, of course, and we followed it all along, but it seemed to work well for them. Now, what exactly they were doing, I think we're going to need a little bit of time to dig into this thing now that we've recovered it, uh, see what pictures they took, see uh, what uh, sounds that they recorded, and such as that. Uh, no, this is not anything new. This is part of what I would call hybrid warfare. It's just one tool of many. Uh, the first use that we know of came back in, when Napoleon was doing his business in the 1790s, uh, a surveillance balloon used to spy on Austria, and it was very effective. Uh, it was used to some extent in the American Civil War. It was used to great effect in World War One. And we're still using balloons. Today, the United States is developing balloon technology in the age of hypersonic missiles because that's what we want to do is to track these missiles. And that's one of the best ways we can do it. Um, in the United States and worldwide, we have both government actors like America and China, but we have private actors that are developing these things. So Google has brand new technology on its balloons that it's using to provide internet service to places um, like Nepal, for example, or to Syria, right. um, uh, to Puerto Rico. Right, they use it in Puerto Rico, right. different things like that. So the, um, the technology is getting more advanced. What these balloons can carry... Um, the fact that they're lower, it's called near space, uh, the high stratosphere, but not in space, not outer space, but near space or high altitude. Uh, the fact that they're made of better material, they can withstand the wind. Uh, they have better technology for tracking wind changes, for predicting. It's, they're using artificial intelligence to predict wind changes and such as that. So they're very sophisticated technology. And uh, the word I heard one reporter ask the president um, why was China so brazen? And I think that's a perfect word for this. This was a very brazen act. It's one that I think is kind of low level in terms of the threat, um, but just showed that we have gaps. Our military called it the domain awareness gap. Well, it just simply means there are some things that we don't know that we need to improve. I read that. Our and when I read the know. domain awareness gap, it immediately struck me as that's odd in itself. Well, that's a phrase the military likes to use for like uh, domain awareness, for example, or domain dominance, domain superiority, uh, whether it's the air domain or underwater or right. in a, some territory. And so this was one domain of surveillance and intelligence gathering um, that seemed not to be really operational, but surveillance. In other words, they didn't bomb anything. They didn't drop anything from mm -hmm. this thing. Um, 
Of course, the president, uh, what we, the story we have is that he decided on Wednesday uh, and left it up to the military to decide when to shoot it down. I have no evidence to say that's wrong. Um, the military decided to wait until it got back over water, which to me is common sense. It said we would have about a seven-mile debris zone, and there's a lot that can happen in seven miles with this multi-ton um, like somebody said, the size of three buses um, with a lot of cameras, uh, solar powered probably. A lot of the balloons we're using are solar powered. But what was the capability, Greg? Do we know yet? And obviously now that we have possession of it, I think mm-hmm. that's a, a coup for the United States to actually have possession of this stuff. But w- what do we know were the capabilities of this satellite? The, the things I've read, what, we weren't just listening to it or seeing what they take pictures of, mm-hmm. but it was the electronic signals that we were concerned about. Were we jamming them? Do we know? And then what intelligence did they gather? But more importantly, maybe what counterintelligence did we also learn from tracking the balloon? Right. It's always good to know what your, uh, what your enemy has. And so I think we definitely um, are, are learning a lot. I think it's just too soon to, to say uh, with great detail of the capabilities. But we know it's very high-resolution cam- cameras. Um, and, we, again, we were able to, to jam some of the communications coming from the areas that it passed over. So maybe it was very limited in what it can gather. Um, many people say you can do the same thing with satellites. That's not entirely true because this is much more high resolution, closer to the ground, and slow moving is one of the key aspects of this. But of course, those aspects also mean we were able to track it much easier with technology we really didn't have 10 years ago. Do you have any information? You, you posted uh, something on your security, course security related materials website um, in the last few days mm-hmm. about the technology of balloons and where we're going with technology. Do you have any information of what this balloon's capabilities were? Uh, It looks to me it's primarily surveillance with very high-resolution cameras, probably about a half dozen cameras uh, attached to this thing. Uh, maybe, maybe possibly more. Again, we need a close look at it. Uh, I just want to point out that, you know, some Chinese academics published an article in 2020 based on 2019 experiments where they pointed out that in three years they expected this technology to be operational. Well, here we are three years later. And so uh, I assume, and I think it's a good assumption, that people in our intelligence community and Department of Defense were very familiar with this article. It's easy to find. It's online. It's published, as well as other research that China doing. This does seem to have caught us a little bit too much by surprise, but I think I need to always remind people there's a lot we don't know, and there's a lot our own government will not say, perhaps for the best reasons. We don't know yet, but for good reasons, quite simply, uh, many of us here on the outside just don't have access to that information Well, yet. we'll get you back on. wanted to get you on just to get your quick thoughts about this situation because it's on everyone's mind. It was so brazen to use the, your word. It was, it was yeah. in front of all of us, right in front of us, and you know, why we didn't shoot it down is legitimate criticism. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the, the other interesting questions that I'm sure you'll be studying over the next few weeks, we'll get you back on, is if, if China did this intentionally, what was the reason? Was it just to divide us? And we are allowing it to happen. Exactly. We as Americans are allowing this to divide us. Well, I, I think so. I mean, we're so easily distracted, it seems like. I mean, um, my students today were laughing, you know, one one slap at the Emmy Awards, and that's all we talk about for a, for a year or whatever it might be, the, 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 you know, what happened last year. So, uh, unfortunately, it's it's... We're living in an information-dominant society where it's 
there's so much information that it's difficult for people to focus. It's easy to polarize. And unfortunately, I believe that's part of what China's taking advantage of. On the other hand, something you and I briefly mentioned and we can look more into is um, it may, we may prove to learn that there's dissension within the Chinese government as well. Uh, she took this action. I'm convinced he's absolutely in charge of it. But what do his top advisors and military advisors think? Was this maybe too provocative? Um, destabilizing in our relationship, perhaps. The fact that our Secretary of State canceled his meeting, which again, I'm ambivalent about. I can see where the meeting could have gone on. We still have very close trade and other relations with China. There's still an important power that we need to deal with. But I think for a um, you know, one-time slap on the wrist, canceling the meeting is, is understandable, but I assume it will be rescheduled you know, well, pretty, pretty soon. Well, the tariffs and the trade issues that mm-hmm. Trump brought up, many of which he was probably correct in a lot of ways. But the United States and China have enjoyed a wonderful trading mm-hmm. partnership, for lack of a better way to describe that, over the last couple of years, and it's getting better. It, it still is growing in spite, and, and Mr. Biden has left many of the Trump tariffs in place, and China has left its tariffs. But it just goes to show... Uh, quite frankly, using a, a phrase I read today from another writer, uh, the consumers and the businesses are really in charge. They're having much more impact than the tariffs. In other words, people are buying and selling what they want to buy and sell. And that's what a free market is. So in 2022, we exported right. more to China than we ever has in history. And we imported, frankly, more from China except for one year, 2018. And so this is still a very high trading relationship um, with you know a lot of productivity to it. How much are we going to allow these political differences to get in the way of that? Or, you know, maybe that could ameliorate certain things. At it's a wait-and-see situation. At the end of the day, money seems to control a lot of these decisions over time. And sure. the trading issues between our countries seems to be getting better. Maybe not worse. But I was disappointed that the meeting with Blinken didn't go on. I don't mind saying that. Uh-huh. But I, your thoughts are much more important than mine. But it's an interesting thing for us to follow over the next couple of it months. It is. It is. And I encourage people to do so yeah. because I expect we will be learning more either through leaks, you know, because the government may not want to reveal a lot of things, uh, or perhaps on purpose, I think. You know, our goal now is to kind of embarrass China a little bit on the world stage. And, and we're not uh, going to say and, anything and, about counterterrorism and so, Oh, no, and we're not going to say what balloons we have that are flying over China. You know, uh, we're right. not going to talk about that angle, just like we don't talk about offensive cyber actions. Um, so that kind of leaves a gap for us in the analytical world to say, wait, we want more information. But we also understand the, the need for um for discretion. Well, the knee-jerk reaction of most Americans, uh, both ways, both sides of the political spectrum is one, everybody needs to take a step back and let's realize, yeah. you know, kind of what's Some going on Some of it here. was a little silly, well, it, it as is, usual. <laughs> but it's politics in America right now. I'm afraid it's, so. It's just where we are. Greg Granger, always great to have you on Billy West Live. Thank Thanks you. for joining us to talk about this balloon issue. We appreciate you coming on. Thank you. Greg Granger's been our guest at Billy West Live.